Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, September 6, 2022. Today on the Ether, part three of the three-part CFI space. I know, we fucking did it. We did it together. Crypto musings, other pro-life tips, with a whole cast of characters. This is part three of three. Did I say that already? Okay, let's take a listen. The right. thing is, the aerodynamics of a virus, when it hits... Um, so the way viruses work are twofold. One is the aerodynamics of what's happening around your face and around the rest of your friends. So if both people are covering, what happens is the distance the virus can travel and the number of particles that can reach you is affected. It's oh. like a sieve. Think about like, you know, you're, 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 you know, like at a colander and sand or something. So, Got so it. there is an element of like flow reduction and just simple like aerodynamics and it's interesting that like that's maybe all it takes because the number of particles you get infected with also happens to affect the like severity and virulence. So if you get a large dose, like, like imagine like getting a large dose of poison, it's not as bad yeah. as getting a small dose. So there's like that theory. Uh, so like, yeah, this, this concept, like everyone thinks they're a physicist and like, like talking about like the holes and stuff. Like, yeah, I would yeah. have thought that, yes, we would have all like gotten sick wearing regular um, stuff or we you know like even N95s, which are not like true um, biohazard for level hazmat suits. Right. Like I was worried about it in the right. beginning. I'm like, fuck, am I going to just go die or like what? So I actually had right. I got ready to die and kind of like had my kids all like, you know, sorted out. And um, yeah. like, by the way, if I die, you're going to do this and do that. And, you know, your mother needs to do this and whatever. Right. Like, so I had this whole like thinking because like, I didn't know it was going to happen right at the beginning. So like, right. here I am going and like just rushing in. Right. So uh, see on the one hand, like, you know, like you expect some members of society to essentially rush in and like fix shit. Um, as if we signed up to go die, like, you know, just cause you become a doctor doesn't mean you're a fucking Navy SEAL. Like we're just like super courageous. And we just like, you know what I mean? Like we, we, a lot right. of people didn't go into medicine cause they're like some kind of like, you know, <laughs> you know, naval hero or something. We're Captain America. Yeah. You were not Captain. Yeah. We didn't do the Captain America test going to medical school. Right. So some of us are cowards, um, apparently. So, you know, like, but you see my point, like the, the, it's interesting how the public, you know, easily will like be fine with other people having to go do certain things and and not like so yeah in general like a significant portion of the human race is like pretty selfish generally like you know that's just true um no you know so, exactly you just have to, we're not a me society you just have to live long enough to notice right like it's a it's a funny thing so yeah freedom's great and everything and um you know i i'm sort of like and like, I think of like freedom from like Thomas Jefferson's perspective, like, uh, you know, you, you, you want to create the greatest number of freedom for the greatest number of individuals while, um, like using institutions to the best of their ability while knowing that like they can be uh, harmful or overdone. Cause the goal is like to avoid like 
uh, foreign and domestic tyranny, essentially, right? That's basically the the bottom line. If you've got to look, look at all the monuments and books of, you know, founding fathers and all of that. So like, the thing is like, think about like Fauci or, you know, whether it was Donald Trump or whoever, if they kind of talked like this, like they actually kind of covered, you know, their mindset, their philosophy, maybe their, you know, you know, described like the goals being anti-tyrannical, the goals being like, in an imperfect world, we're trying to solve like certain problems. Um, I think people have been more receptive to it. The problem is like, um, from, from the perspective of like pandemic stuff, like Trump was an extremely poor communicator about it. Relatively speaking, I think his heart was in the right place. I'm not one of these people that like, Oh, like, you know, he, he wanted to do this or that. I think his heart was in the right place overall. I don't think he want, wants bad things for the American people. Like you'd have to be some kind of crazy person to assume that necessarily. I think the guy loves America and everything else, but I don't think he's a great like scientific communicator. I mean, even the, the actual doctor that was there wasn't a great scientific communicator about the subject. So why would not, why would I expect politicians to be any different? So I think if you had the right person that was sort of like giving the message differently, people would have definitely uh, responded a bit differently and maybe a lot less, a lot less chaotic. Um, so uh, that, that would be sort of my um, like, you know, criticism of that situation. Um, you know, like it's like, uh, the, the, the amount of like chaos you can create with like just a word here and there being off, right. is is a lot. Um, like, yeah. well, yeah, somebody should have taken away his social media. Well, it's, it's like, it, yeah, probably like so. If you just, if you would have just stopped talking, probably so. But let me yeah. ask you this. I was just having a conversation with some people and the belief is that MRNA is actually going to be the cure-all that will cure all disease. Do you believe that? Um, Not now. It's, a, it's an amazing, te- yeah, it's an amazing technology, actually. Um, you can basically deliver significantly specific um, types of, um, you know, protein-like particles uh, and DNA uh, particles and such through, like, these sort of, like, these kind of, like, nano... I don't know what the right word for it is, um, uh, uh, like systems. And basically, um, you can do amazing things with mRNA in terms of like, it's the more natural approach. Actually, people think of it as like more artificial, but it's actually more natural in the sense that like, all it is, is you're basically sending mRNA and your body produces protein that as opposed to us having to produce protein in the lab first, preserve it and all this other stuff that has to happen. Um, like we have a lot of synthetic proteins we do now, like that's the entire realm of biotech. In fact, my father just did great with leukemia therapy and was uh, essentially in remission after a biotech based product. Um, but like once, once these things happen at an MRNA level, they're actually even cleaner and you should have even less reactions, uh, and allergic reactions and stuff like that, because there's way less like filler, uh, compounds you have to do to like house the medicine in a bag and put all the different little chemicals in there to make it like stable and all of that in refrigeration. So there's a lot of things with mRNA that I think are going to have a tremendous amount of like benefits to curing all sorts of things. Is it going to cure everything? No, like there's, that, that won't happen. There's, I can list a laundry list of diseases that we don't even know why they happen, much less how to cure them. So like, it's not, uh, it's not a cure all or anything like that, but so, so you don't believe that uh, Elon Musk is going to reproduce his body through three um, D printing and then no, take it, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> and no. then take download his download his 
consciousness in or his brain data into a chip and then put it into that new body and well there's not a reason forever. to do all sorts of like weird shit with his body because technically speaking you like human cloning is pretty straightforward at this point like yeah we've yeah. The cloning of cows and things i know a done. doctor who does cryogenics and i he ha- there's like <laughs> people that are already frozen so i'm all like sorts of wacky shit that's funny yeah but um no uh in chi- how many people and it wouldn't su- yeah back? it wouldn't surprise me at all like in china the ethics of some of these things is not as like uh worried about like i it wouldn't surprise me that uh, human cloning was not taboo in Chinese culture necessarily. It's, they'll do whatever. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if some human clonings already occurred in, uh, like in in that part of the world. Um, I'm not claiming that I know for sure, but it wouldn't surprise me necessarily. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's been done here. It's actually not that complicated anymore. Um, but the thing is, you'd have to have like uh, like a womb and everything to like hold this. Uh, but that's you know, yeah. right. But that's different than freezing a body. Yeah, right. Well, well, yeah, of course. I mean, it would be like a like a, a body of Elon Musk, sort of, but not necessarily the. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to get like. What are you going to like? You know, you're going to freeze the brain, and now it's going to work again. Now, nah, well, they can, there. but they can, but they can three D print my arm, right? Yeah. Right well, we can't even that. keep. We can't even bring your brain back after people have had a reasonable stroke or cardiac arrest. Like, there's no reason to yeah, believe, like freezing the brain. Be- before, you know. be- before that happens, no, the brain will be through through neurotechnology, right? No, bo- this, this bo- won't work. That's not how the brain works. Once it stops, it just stops. The information contained within know, our brain. What if, you, what if you capture it before it stops? There, there, but that's the point. Like, there is no such thing. Like, capture what? Right. It's a it's a massive like I'll, electrochemical. I'll talk, I'll, talk to you, I'll talk to you in 30 years. <laughs> yeah. No, most of the cryogenic people are morons. They don't know what they're talking about. Like the, there's no there's no such thing like the, the brain doesn't simply doesn't work this way. Like that's not how um, that's just not how like neurons function. The, the entire neural network of your brain has to be active 24 seven. Every single piece of it, um, any attempt to sort of like uh, freeze a section of it would destroy it permanently. Um, like there's no such thing as like, uh, yeah, like preserving your, um, cogn- not through freezing. Now, is there some technology, technological thing where, you know, we, you know, place your brain in some kind of like sort of a strange quantum dimension and like do some wacky shit that might uh, like somehow emerge in the future. Maybe, you know, something weird that we're not aware of, like you never say never, but like Isn't whatever they're what doing, whatever to- they're doing now is not it. Isn't <laughs> Let's that put it what that he's way. trying to accomplish? Nah, he's just trying to sell you something cool. <laughs> like, 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 it's just like one of those things like here, let's this lady stock to go up. This lady's like, yeah, she's willing to pay 30 grand for me to put her body in a like a, a you know, ice bath or whatever. Okay, go for it. Like, you know, like no, <laughs> you want to spend your money. Elon Musk. That's what he's attempting to do. He's he's trying to chip it. Put it in a neuro, what is it? A neural Well, Neuralink, Neuralink is um yeah, it's an attempt to sort of like interface the electrical activity of things like your spinal cord and like um basically do kind of like a continuous analysis of that um and allow you to sense uh sensory things coming into the spinal cord and then subsequently send um uh, information through the motor cortex to try to do things like uh like help someone who's been maybe uh paraplegic or something like that right so um 
the like is it possible that those things um uh will be quite impressive yes in fact um um like doctors actually are not the ones that do a lot of that stuff um it tends to be like bioengineers and um so if you hear a lot of doctors like you know even neurosurgeons i have neurosurgery friends and stuff they're like oh no they're not going to do this and that they're they're far away but elon musk would tell you otherwise he's like no we're making quite a bit of progress in that front and but doctors wouldn't be the one doing this shit like unless you're working in that specific lab doing that specific thing you're not trained as a neurosurgeon to sort out how to do this right this is all new tech most doctors all they do is like they take tech that's already been developed by somebody else and they implement it right like, for example, like if you have an orthopedic surgeon, they didn't invent the fucking titanic, you know, titanium knee or whatever. Like that might have been done by an entirely different field and material science and engineers and everything. Right. Like I think Addie's parents are in that kind of like arena. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. It's so interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah. It takes a lot of different types of people. I don't to know. Accomplish. Yeah. But all why, these interesting. But why, would they, but why would they try to keep us all alive when I thought they were killing us? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, see, it doesn't make any sense, does it? (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, there's going to be always some, like, somebody who wants to, like, promise you immortality and try to, like, sell you something cool. Like, (laughs) it's funny. Like, I I actually should have gone into the vitamin industry. Um, Like, I have a fam. There's, like, we went to a family friend's uh, house in uh, on the East Coast uh, last couple of weeks. And uh, they own, like, a... A uh, company that makes uh, refined, um, like uh, supplements, right? Like in the little pills and things, like for like vitamins or whatever. And um, the like the supplement industry is like very vague. Like, oh, we got like fruits and berries from you know Timbuktu or whatever, and we have like organized that into like a pill and shit, right? Like that's what they say. Like, okay, we got it. And then the, their claim to fame in that particular company was like, we have a pure like system and it's like the we have like we're fda regulated so that we say that jaja juice is in this pill like it has exactly that much jaja juice in it right like juju juice like whatever the hell it is like they want to prove that like okay we're not we're legitimately like putting grapes or whatever the hell into this thing right because <laughs> there's a lot of the uh, like, attorney general's office found that like 90 percent of the supplement industry is just fake it's like dirt in the t- it's like there's nothing in the pills and it's just a bunch of scams so like their claim to fame no don't tell me it isn't so yeah it's something like 80 to 90 percent so like uh i don't know if it's the case anymore after like that big investigation it's like a national thing and um uh so like anyway this family's claim to fame is they have this like company and um, I'm like, shit, like, here I am, like, you know, a physician and working all day and night. And these people are making mad money on, like, you know, selling, like, little, like, little, uh, little funny little, you know, fruit pills or whatever. It's just hilarious. And, like, the number, the amount, like, the people will pay, like, crazy premiums for that shit. Like, well, you know, because like, oh. taking it, you can't stop taking it. Because if you stop taking it, then you're going to die. Well, not only that, but right. it takes a special a type net- of. It's a network marketing yeah, it is. It takes a special because type you have of to keep taking it and keep taking it. And then now you have to take this one on top of that one. But not only that, but think about this, that you have to have a special type of person who uh, is like going to search out some sort of special health pill that um, and then somehow they get convinced by that website that like, this is the one I want to have. And then they have to say, OK, I'm willing to pay like $100 for this bottle of whatever as opposed to, I don't know, however much anything costs. Um, 
And, you know, it, it, it's like, and, and with no proof, by the way, that this thing does what it says it does, right? Like someone just claims to you, like if I put some like maybe materials inside of a little tablet and told you, by the way, like this will give you longer life and you'll live forever. I mean, whatever the fuck, like what's going to happen is, you know, some, somebody's going to believe this, right? Like it's just a matter of snake oil salesmen have been around forever and there's always gonna be someone that believes it. And, um, you know, I, I look at them and they're like, they've got this massive factory, like 200,000 square feet. Algorithms. Yeah, they got 200,000 square feet. They've got like, they're going into like marketing and this and that. And they they already had like, they were selling to like other businesses that were doing this. And then they realized, wait a minute, these people are taking the product we make for a dollar and selling it for a hundred dollars on the internet or whatever. What are we idiots? So they started their own marketing thing to like create their own line, which makes perfect sense, obviously. Um, and then they have like little marketing, you know, little models and things like that, like claiming whatever. Oh, I love taking, you know, Jaja fruit pills or whatever. It's just funny how much money is made in this type of industry. The so supplement I have industry a I have a question is easy you. money. I have a they, question. They, don't have to, they don't have to have a medical degree even, right? It looks funny. I have a question for you. You're so busy in your life. Is, is, is this your decompression being on Twitter spaces? I've, I mean, I've been gone for a couple months. Sort of. I've been playing around in this thing for like the last year, like a little bit related to crypto, this and that. Yeah. I have like an army of people working for me though. It's so not like I have to sit around doing shit all day anymore. Um, so I'm a bit older, so it's not like it's a big deal. Um, plus I don't, I can operate on relatively low sleep. So, it you know, <laughs> is what it is, so. okay. Don't say that. <laughs> well, operate is and not isn't like perform operations. Just oh, like I can like, function. What? I can function generally. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like. <laughs> but so, yeah. So it's, you've it's, been in spaces for the last year. How have I not met you before? I don't know. We just sort of. Um, I don't know. It's, you know how random it is. Like you just who knows? There's probably know. millions in, of people talking on these Twitter, things. I was in every like. Listen, I I I was the. Twitter space, crypto, NFT, Web3 person for nine months every day. Mm, uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's just so, so many of these so, things. Okay, you know, so, now, so now I want to know. So let's go to crypto. So so what was your... Oh, no. <laughs> well, what, what, what was your... What was your I'm going to lose my voice anyway. <laughs> what was your addiction? Money. No, what was your crypto addiction? Which one? Luna. I'm answering your questions for you, Sefi. Oh, I'm everyone sorry. knows Sefi shills Atom, not Luna. <laughs> no, I know I it's new, but new. You. Wait, let me put my glasses on. What's happening here? I have no oh, idea. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's nice to hear your voice. I've been gone for so long. I've been traveling for the last two months. And Vera made me come into space. You're going to have so much fun. And you're going to meet some great people. And I actually, it was, it's, been a, it's really been a pleasure. Nice, nice to meet you guys. Nice to hear a different perspective. And to be educated a little bit. Thank you so much. Uh, Sefi just like yeah, fell just... asleep. <laughs> like, he says he can, can on little to no sleep and he just collapsed <laughs> i don't know what just happened he like said i'm gonna lose my voice and then he stopped talking well that's because um, i asked him about crypto i scared him yeah he said oh no and then <laughs> yeah he oh, just no, I'm gonna lose my disappeared voice. <laughs> um he did he did he didn't want to give up his secret 
I was I was trying to hi guys. Dr. Kerry here. Addie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Are you still good. in the East Coast? Yeah, I'm I'm still here. I don't I'm I don't know, going back to New York at some point this week probably. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um Where's here? I've been in this space for like I'm in Massachusetts right now. Oh. How's the weather there? Mm-hmm. Is it as hot as it is here in La Jolla? Um, no, it's been raining, like, for the past two days, like, pouring rain. But... It was so depressing today. It was so Uh-oh, hot. The host is having sudden... connection issues. Oh, no. Hmm. We're going to lose each other. Um. I'm going to follow <laughs> Let me you. Let see if you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> let me check. Yeah, he didn't say anything. Um. That's strange. Uh, yeah. So Dr. Carey and I are both in Massachusetts, actually. But well, it was such a pleasure meeting you guys. Yeah. Hi, Fabi. Fabi, and I hope to see you around some other day, some other time. Great hey, conversation. I, I kind of got disconnected there. Sorry. Um, had a <laughs> yeah. We we're like, what had happened? a phone call come in. Yeah. Like, there's a 22 year old kid that um, kind of arrested just now and uh oh. had like some brain injury on his imaging and stuff like that and it looks like he has like one of these um you know uh hypertrophic cardiomyopathies you've heard of like where you, know, you have people go into sports and then they like drop dead suddenly from uh ventricular yeah. tachycardia mm-hmm. and arrest so yeah it was one of these situations so one of the team members is calling me asking me some questions i was just filling them in anyway oh, was that cool. what your own no was about or was it about when Christy asked about yeah, it. Yeah, it was like, crypto. yeah, switching to crypto gears again <laughs> is, is going to be interesting. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I was trying to answer them for oh, you. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, like, <laughs> but you'll notice, like, though, and, and a typical, like, whether it's like crypto, whether it's whether, anything technical, like, um, like, if you're new to it, uh, you'll have, like, this whole, like, laundry list of questions that um you start out by not even knowing like what the right questions to ask are uh and not only that but you're not even sure like if anything i've said is actually true like you don't know like um it's hard to tell like which authority to believe in terms of um information right like it's it's almost like you don't know enough to know that i'm not just fucking with you right like like you just wait sevi you're making me nervous as hell when you say but you know what i'm saying like but it's true though like if you think about it like um well yeah chug was just saying while you were gone he said something about how you're like shilling adam and i was like oh fuck should i not be buying well i mean like typically i typically talk about things that i think are technologically uh, useful or some maybe have some asymmetric like growth potential so that like uh, you know if it does well it does really well and if it does bad it does really bad um, I think it just depends <laughs> on what it is right like um, like uh, that's what uh, I think CJ was talking to you about earlier is like what is your risk tolerance and stuff like because there are small projects that might talk a really great game right like they're like oh we're gonna do this we're gonna change the world we're gonna blah 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 right we're gonna make you live forever you're gonna freeze your brain like there's all sorts of like like, things you could do but then it's like wait do i believe this and why do i believe it and how much money am i willing to like invest in it um all of that is like like let's say for example you knew that um 
you, you had a strong feeling that Apple was going to be what it is today, right? Wouldn't you have just thrown all your money at it? You'd be like, fuck the Birkin bags, forget this, that, and the other thing. I'm just going to buy a bunch of <laughs> Apple stock, right? 19, like 2000, yeah, okay. like dot com crash. Super. And you'd be worth like, you know, you know, like a, a, a billion, you know, billions of dollars now, right? So, um, but, but yeah, you don't know, but you don't know that's going to happen for sure. And Apple at the time was pretty tenuous and actually like, you know, could have just simply gone to zero and just closed. Right. Like they were not doing great. So that's just an example. Like there are projects in crypto and stuff that like um, some of them promise amazing things and even like look really interesting. Like Nokia looked really interesting until it like disappeared as a company sort of like, um, you know, or lots of other companies in the, in the tech era. Right. So I think it's like, okay, well, you know, there's a chance that this could be the big thing. I'm willing to throw X amount at it and see what happens. And I, I think there are those kind of like small, like, um, you know, crazy ass, you know, things in crypto that I'm willing to throw a little bit of money at just because like, maybe it'll do well. And it's easy to be wrong about a lot of things too, by the way. Like I was wrong about Dogecoin. I was wrong about whatever. I was like, this is stupid. And like, you know, but the meme coin crowd tended to be like really, really powerful. Um, and the price of the thing went up more than like most other things in crypto, oddly, right? You it, Like, would that have been what you expected? Not necessarily. But at the same time, I'm not going to put my life savings, even at the, like, like in the next meme coin, just hope, with the hope it's going to be Doge, right? It's it's just weird. So this is the yeah. problem. Like you can't like you can't know for sure. Um, so this is where like allocation matters. Like okay, I'm going to only buy a little bit of this because, um, like for example, just take your purse analogy, right? Like by the time the Birkin yeah. bag is worth eighteen grand, um, that's because it's built up um, whatever credibility it has. Um, the company has executed on all its promises. Like the public really loves it. The product is really good, whatever, right? Um, same, same is true in crypto. Once, once the price of something has already gone up, that means it's already proven itself and you no longer have like the big upside, right? But at the same time, it functions more of a store of value. Like you're not going to, you're probably not going to lose too much money on it. If you buy it, you probably mm-hmm. have a market to sell it. And your feeling is, is that long term, if you had it for 20 years, like, and you suddenly needed money for crack or whatever, you could sell it, and, like, you know, <laughs> go get your drugs um, or whatever, right? Like you, you, you feel like it's something that has that store of value. Whereas like, um, you know, not everything uh, has that capability yet. Like there's a lot of little coins in crypto that, you know, claim the people claim their great ideas, but then the team disappears and doesn't finish. Right. Uh, so they'll float mm-hmm. some coin and there's tons of those from 2017 till now where like, like random little coins, it became like a big hot thing. Like for, it's like vitamins, like everyone just selling some shit and you don't know if it does anything. <laughs> so it, there is a wild west sort of like attitude there. So if I'm going to typically like talk about something or really get into it with developers and whatever, I'm usually not there at the very, very, very beginning, right? I don't do enough in the space. I'm not in the industry or whatever to be sitting there like, you know, um, you know, alongside, you know, Jay Kwan and whoever else in Cosmos and like, uh, you know, from 2014 and then just like, you know, like I get rich because I knew exactly what was going to do well or something like that, right? Even they didn't know you know, whether they could actually execute and be successful at the time. I tend to get in like maybe, you know, I like tech things when they're good enough to be sure that 
like they're useful and they're executing and they've proven themselves. Like they've like had that little bit of trial by fire, but then at the same time, like there's still a lot of upside, you know, available, like, you know, so if you bought like, um, for example, Apple stock in, let's say 2005, around like the iPhone time, um, they had proven themselves in a variety of arenas, but not necessarily in smartphones. But by the time the iPhone, you know, three came out, I don't remember what year that was, maybe 2007 or something. It was like, you're like, okay, this is probably a pretty good bet. A huge number of people are going to want these. There's this app store and all this other shit going on. And every year after that, it's just been like a steady uptick of Apple stock price. Right. So, uh, you know, it's like, do you want something that's more blue chip like, or do you want something that's super, super um, you know, like maybe, right. Like, and, um, it's going to be, it's very difficult to tell what's going to be bullshit, um, at the very early stage, every website, like who can't make a nice website now, right? Like, Oh, look at the pretty website. Like, you know, and, uh, everything looks good and everything makes like interesting claims. Uh, it's actually not that hard to spin up some coin nowadays, right? It does, it takes a reasonable amount of money and, you know, put together a website, copy someone else's shit. And next thing you know, you know, you know, oh, look, uh, you know, this is the big new tech. But does that mean that like millions and billions of people will adopt that for some reason over any other options they have? Like, who the hell knows? So like the crypto space is funny that like because so much of it is relatively early, the idea is that even if I buy like some half-baked, you know, secondary coin of some kind, uh, there's enough upside in it because of pure speculators and like, just like, you know, uh, maybe even a little bit of success. And because I'm so early, my penny turns to a dollar and, um, you know, booyah, we're, we're doing, you know, like we're in the, we're in the money. Like this is the kind of mindset people have. And, um, that just gives you a little bit of idea. It's like, uh, I don't know if you've in stocks have seen like pink slip stocks and like, uh, penny stocks and stuff like that behave in this yeah a lot of those will go to zero and and you know i've had things go to zero in the stock market from time to time but um anyway yeah that's the way to think about these things uh like w like where would you want your money it's one thing it's like if you're like oh i'm gonna buy a hundred dollars of this because i just want to see i want to keep track of it i want to kind of put a pin there and sort of like watch it and see um if these people execute maybe if they do i'll put some more money in later um and then there's some people that are like you know they'll just buy like a little bit of everything, like, like a thousand of this, thousand of that. And what, what that does is like, if they have one that makes like a hundred X move, you know, then they have made a lot of money or like a thousand X move. They've, you know, they've turned that thousand into a million. And even if like the other like hundred that they bought didn't do anything, it didn't matter because it beat everything else. That one thing will beat everything. So like that kind of asymmetric math leads lots of people to come play. It's kind of what's happening in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this, though. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, so what's your uh, conviction when it comes to Lark? To Luna Classic? Uh, conviction? I don't really have a whole lot of conviction, necessarily. Um, like, it doesn't... Well, first of all, the Luna Classic chain doesn't do anything that, uh, let's say, Terra 2 or Juno or whatever. It's a smart contract Cosmosm chain. And it's like we have a pretty good wallet base of Terra Station users that has been there because of the like pre-DPEG thing, right? So it's there's and there's plenty of like uh, like 
uh, knowledge and popularity and whatnot about it. Um, so a lot of people took on this like meme uh, coin strategy that includes like some of us, like Bruce and some of these other people that uh, I'm not going to take credit for because I didn't do it. But like Coach Bruce and some of these other people like built literally like like just kept on posting on Twitter about shit like this. And then like the terror rebels uh, got together to like um, uh, like adjust the chain and do some things after things got messed up. Uh, we don't have to get into the whole like discussion of how that all happened because that's a whole topic. But basically, um, uh, like uh, enough people. Sounds intriguing. Hmm? Sounds intriguing. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can tell you the whole story. Like I was there for everything, but like, <laughs> sure. but like without getting into like boring boring details. The bottom line is right now is it your your question? Like, is it possible to? Like for it to, you know, you know, do some interesting things in terms of price action. Sure. Um, although it's already like a like close to three billion market cap and it's already um sort of made most of its run up. So like at, like am I telling people, oh, go out and buy this now? Hell no. Like, no way. Like I'm not suggesting go buy it now by any stretch of the imagination. Even if you could make some money on it. The, there's a very high probability it can go down after you buy it. So just be aware of that. Anyway, like if you want to play games and you know, it's up, you know, people can do whatever they want. So it sounds like you're a little bit more diversified when it comes to your uh, crypto portfolio, right? Not too diversified. I pick some things that I really like and that I know how to follow. Cause if I buy too many things, like, you know, I can't keep up with all the teams and whatever, whatever the hell they're doing. I tend to like to sort of like, uh, maybe go in depth with a few things that I can learn a lot about, and then I can have a maybe higher conviction. And then, uh, you know, and for that matter, like I'd rather go into things where I can influence the ultimate trajectory of it. So if there's developers and things like that, that are willing to listen to ideas and kind of like, um, I can help out. I kind of like those type of projects um, that are a bit more community. Like Cosmos is good about that. Like, like for example, right. you know, help out, one what's that? Uh, help out in what sense, though? Help out as in like, um, like help design kind of ideas of how to make the systems better, um, how to maybe like communicate information, like I do with you guys. Like tomorrow afternoon, I'm speaking with like. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh crap! No, I forgot his name. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm talking with one of the folks that have been in Cosmos for many years already, and um, um, I, I have Zaki's name in my head for some reason. I can't take it out of my mind. Anyway, um, but I'm talking to yeah. Uh, Isn't it Jack? Yeah, something? Jack Zamplin. Yeah, Jack. Uh, anyway, he's kind of like uh, in involved with sort of like marketing communication ideas with the with the cosmos and so he and i were going to chat about some ideas i've been thinking about and he's like yeah why don't we do a weekly like uh you know like little spaces podcast type of thing together and uh like you know i'll what i'll be the guy I'll, I'll be the guy who's like doesn't know what he's doing and like inquisitive about um the history of the uh, cosmos and he's been in it for like the whole time so he has all that historical context and uh you know whatever bullshit questions i have he can like put them down <laughs> you know that kind of thing <laughs> what is cosmos uh cosmos is just an ecosystem of um it, think of it like as a programming language in a sense so um it's an sdk yeah it's like a development kit to build your own chain 
and it has a, its own consensus called like Tendermint that it uses to gain like chain consensus and other fun stuff that has to do with blockchain tech. And you, like that's the thing, like when you when you speak to lay people, like I do this with medicine, you can't use words like um, like consensus mechanism and blockchain tech. They have no idea what you're talking about half the time. And I don't know, maybe Tavi uh, does that quite possible but i'm just saying like in general in, in an audience like the way i would describe it is at the simplest level is it's a system that um uh you can create like um as many separate sort of financial systems as you want um because the software allows you to do that um and uh you know without getting really really deep into what it is the interesting thing about it is that like i can create my own uh uh, system that people can come do financial activity in and um, Addie can make her own system if she wanted to at the end of the day uh, or and other people can come and like participate in that like so just think of it like as computer networks um, and uh, anyway the, the the cosmos is interesting because like it, it allows any company or any institution or any uh, person or whoever to start a new brand new project and create something from scratch. And um, it, it's really, uh, it really facilitates freedom in many ways. And that's what tomorrow's discussion is about. It was a, it was a system designed like by largely group of largely libertarians who um, are kind of like wanted to sort of preserve individual freedom, censorship resistance, and a lot of other features. Uh, is this a Twitter space? Yes, it's tomorrow. Afternoon. That you're doing? Yeah, tomorrow afternoon. It's in my like little feed or whatever. You can check it out. But uh, yeah, it's. I was going to just talk to him about like uh, how to proceed with like um, first of all, the, like where this system is going, what kind of exciting developments are happening, things like that. Almost like a reporter, sort of, um, you know. But like you, in order to talk about crypto, you have to have sort of you. You have to if you're a developer and you're talking to somebody, you're going to use different language. If you're a lay person, you're going to tend to use a different sort of language. And, but if you know enough like tech and science, you can have a middle ground where you're like, okay, well, w w when we do a space or something like that, you want to talk about it at a level where like uh, an average person kind of gleans something. At the same time, like the crowd who really is, you know, geeked out and into it is also getting something. And that's what we're trying to achieve. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Best of luck. I've been in crypto since the beginning of Bitcoin. Yeah, like everybody. Um, no. <laughs> Sounds great, though. But uh, the, 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 let me ask you a quick question, though. Uh, so you just said uh, you're sort of like a reporter. Is it is that a reporter or just more like a promoter? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, well, it depends. I have some atoms, so full disclosure. So it is what it is. But it's what I'm saying is I'm trying to act like a reporter during the discussion so that we're just by more Adam, for example. Right. So like or, you know, it maybe like glean some ideas about timing or maybe. So in other words, I'm, I'm thinking of it like similar to you guys. I'm like, um, you know, I'm not a member of the, the like the Cosmos developer community. I don't know what the hell they're doing. So call it a promoter, a shiller. I don't care what you call it. Um, like uh like you know, I have enough money to not worry about uh, what people think of me on Twitter. I don't care. <laughs> so I just sort of do my thing. And like, if it seems honest, it's fine. If it seems dishonest, that's fine. I don't care. That's why I just sort of stay anonymous. I don't have to worry about all that shit. <laughs> uh, bro, like, I mean, you just kind of made it sound like it was just a little bit of, uh, 
like I don't know. Uh, it, I mean, put it this way: I, I owned Bitcoin um, for a long time, right? So, and I've talked about it for years. Does that make me a bad guy? Like, just you know, do what you want to do. Like, you know, I I don't have any judgments. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do what you want to do. Like, but but I just want to know what I'm buying into. Yeah, there's and there's definitely no but. If you if people lose money, um. I, I will scorch you and tell you how stupid you are too. So like, don't, like, don't think for a second, like I'm going to be like, you know, forgiving or whatever. Like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll wrath of God your ass. Like if you tell me stories about, I mean, I'm just kidding. But like, the point is like the, the, when people say, Oh, like I heard so-and-so talk about something and I bought X, Y, and Z. I'm like, what am I like? You know, like, do I look like some kind of financial advisor or something like that? I don't care what people buy. Like, do whatever you want. Like, it's just like, so like, that's why it's like, I keep it like kind of light. It's kind of fun and games. Uh, if people want to buy things, they can. If they want to learn something, they can. And they don't have to believe anything I say. I don't, I don't really care, honestly. Like, you believe what you want to believe. Yeah. So that's how my general vibe is as far as crypto is concerned. Um, but anyway. Hey, do what you got to do, whatever floats your boat, bro. Yeah, I just have fun. It's like, it's an interesting area. It's a lot of interesting people. Um, it's like, it's been exciting the last, you know, 10 years because like from video game gold all the way to, you know, uh, cryptocurrency to neural networks to AI, like all of the different like components, you know, uh, you know, over the last 30 years have been super interesting to watch. I, I feel super privileged to be in like the technical industries whether it's like electronics tech medicine software whatever like i love uh just sort of watching the long arc of this it's like one of the most interesting times in the history of the human race quite frankly um some of the most like the biggest advances uh and um there's plenty of money to be made in it in fact there still is like you know in stock markets there's uh, a buck to be made in you know crypto and uh, uh yeah. the world is always changing and getting bigger yeah, the, the the stock market right now, I mean, you know, you don't want to touch that right now. Uh, I do. Uh, I'm exactly going to touch it. <laughs> like, really? I mean, if you're looking at the S&P 500, yeah, a little bit of, pretty uh, much whatever you whatever gain you, you, you gained since uh, COVID is wiped out. You, uh, I mean, the, the, what do you mean? But I have I had most of my stocks from like, you know, like the late 90s. <laughs> so like you children here uh, uh like you know, tell me stories about like yeah like you know one I more while i'm sitting here chatting with you than you did all year so like it's like it's like you're just like like i mean what, what's like, your what, you learn something if you, you learn something by paying attention over the long arc yeah so like i'm working on like the eighth generation of like financial wealth like i'm not talking about like buying like lamborghinis and shit right like you don't hear me talking about yeah that. i mean like and i still work I, I, and i still I work and save lives i get like, what you're saying you know like i'm a long term i'm a i'm a long term kind of guy too but you know uh it, it really matters like you know where you're speaking right like you know you have a lot of people here yeah. um so yeah, but you don't have to like listen to him like you know that right like he's just like talking i think i think in the crypto space people have like they lose money and then like what happens is is i i i've commonly like encounter people that want to like oh well you know you got to be careful people are in here and they might hear things and you might say something i'm like um i got news for you i deal with retarded people all day 24 7 like you know, the people that do all sorts of stupid shit with their lives it's like 70 to 80 percent of people in the icu are there because they basically hurt themselves so like this idea that somehow people are going to be like protecting themselves. I know people are stupid and they're going to destroy their own lives. That's a given. 
Like that is a given. Like that's that's my presupposition. Only a few people sort of like do well in financial markets, especially speculative ones. Only a few. Yeah. So it's uh, like, right, but you know, so, don't, don't you have like uh, an obligation? I mean, I, no. I, now right now, I, I'm in like fact, you should assume I'm going to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like, you should assume I'm going to hurt you. I was just going to say that, Sefi, though, I do think I don't think you have an obligation, but I do think you understand the technology behind crypto. And I do think that you can make some speculative guesses based on that. But I don't think you have an obligation to anyone. Wait, no, who does this well, guy, yeah, like, like okay, who do you think he, he has an obligation to, though? Like what and why? Like I just, don't think he has an obligation. I'm just no, saying. No, no, no. I know this. Whoever this is, that like, I'm just curious. Like, what? Why would he have an obligation? He's not like a. Okay, like, maybe like is this uh, a moral uh, thing? Like, I don't a, get it. Excuse me. Okay, like obligation might be like a little bit of a strong word to use, but you know, don't you feel like you know you have the upper hand, and therefore you need to kind of. Usual leverage to uh, actually yeah, which better is, no. which is why which is why I'm interviewing an actual founder in the uh, in the crypto space tomorrow afternoon, right? Like the goal was to bring people that Great. actually are doing what they're talking about and actually interviewing people building things and credible systems. So yeah, that's what I said. Like I don't really mess with shit coins and random things very often. I tend to be uh, like I like projects that are building something that I believe is important, that's going to make the human race better, that's going to affect everything in technology from medicine to finance to whatever, right? Like, uh, you know, so um, it's like, it's an infant that thinks that uh, the only thing that's uh, the, the easy part in life is to make medicine. If you haven't figured that out, you were just all infants. Like, that's just like, that's how it is. I got news for you. Like I can, it's, it's not that difficult to make money, but that's not the hard part. There's a lot more harder problems on this planet to do than that. Like just, I don't, I can give you, list you like pages and pages of things. And, you know, so like, yeah, I, I enjoy the discussion about tech. I like the, I like the mechanisms behind crypto. I like the, the you know, the, the mathematics of it, that it's fun kind of like, you know, trading it. It's fun to make a bit of money on it. That's all great. And, um, all of that. Right. So, but as far as like, yeah, I, I had like in my personal life, I've saved enough lives, probably a hundred thousand plus to where. Like, I don't have to like explain myself to like to you or anybody else as far as like what, the way I think about it. Like, I don't worry about like, you know, the standing before God or heaven or whatever and going, oh, like, am I going to be judged harshly or something like that? Like, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> like I don't worry about it at all. So, like, you know, I feel like uh, and that's the thing, like even crypto or whatever, like, yeah, it's it's a good idea for most people when you talk about it or post about it to post you know what you reasonably believe in but as far as like twitter is concerned if if people like in social media think that like well they shouldn't um they're going to be unduly influenced they should just not use social media is what i'd recommend like go read something or like actually build your own shit or make your own stuff like go build go learn programming and then learn what you're supposed to do and then either invest or just sell your stuff to somebody else right like like look at some of the developers in this room like they just make stuff and they they hope that someone's going to use their products, right? Like that's the thing. It's like not everyone's just sitting around playing with money. So there's, there's a lot of different angles to it, but um, that's why it's fun. Like if you, you should really like follow developers, you should follow like um, all sorts of uh, different people. Um, like I like 
talking to people that know nothing about this stuff too, which is fun. Like Addie here or whatever, like, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's, it makes, it forces you to rethink a little bit. Like, um, uh, it forces you to think like, uh, is what we're doing important? Like if I can't explain it to someone that doesn't know what it is and what it's good for, is it really good for anything? Like, like that's the thing. Um, you have to kind of, uh, you have to be able to explain your position to someone who doesn't know anything and listen to yourself speak for a minute and say, wait a minute, like, does this make sense to me? So that's one of the things like when you're a teacher, um, which, you know, I teach doctors and things, um, you have to sort of force yourself to learn how to understand your subject matter in a way that you believe hopefully other people will understand. Uh, and, um, that's a very intentional like task to accomplish, but yeah, you're, what you're saying, saying Addie. Um, I don't know if I was saying anything. I was just, I'm actually reading on, um, about Adam on Coinbase, but I was just wondering how long has like this cosmos thing been around? Like when, the first um and like what does the growth look like in, in terms of like how many people are like yeah so the you know users on it or have wallets so the first the first effective cryptocurrency was um bitcoin and it was sort of like just <laughs> taking off in 2009 um 09 was when like the white paper was created and which is white paper is just like a description paper yeah, that I, describes I what you do and then eventually you get to like a full product and whatever right um, so along the way, like that kind of was the first, uh, credible system that worked to solve a, a variety of like, uh, computer science problems, uh, kind of math problems really. Um, and then what, uh, then about 2014, I believe is when the Cosmos white paper came out. Um, I was not following Jay Kwan or anything like that anytime, anytime during that. Um, and then between 2014 and 20 what uh 17 2018 is when kind of like the project kind of like really came into fruition and a group of guys that kind of grouped up with um jay and like put together some teams and built this thing and created all of this um along the same time as like ethereum and other things were coming up now um this particular one didn't rise to popularity alongside like Ethereum in like 2018 ish, 2019 timeframe, it kind of, um, you know, kind of came a little bit later. Um, but the founders and such have been around uh, for quite some time, like really early in the, the this space, uh, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, bad in that, like, the technology has improved, techniques have improved in a lot of the construction of these things. Uh, so, first mover advantage has some advantage, but Sometimes a late mover advantage is better because you can start with like a fresh slate and not be stuck and mired in like your previous ideas. Um, but uh, yeah, this uh, uh, Cosmos is just one piece of the puzzle. But with Cosmos, it's interesting, Eddie, is that like the primary chain of Atom doesn't do that much yet. Um, so it's more like um, a proof of concept and it's become like a like a kind of a store of value chain. There's a lot of new things coming to the primary chain of the cosmos that will benefit, uh, hopefully the 
um, sort of rest of the other Cosmos chains, like Crypto.com has one and Binance has one. Um, and like a lot of different companies or, or builders have created whole new chains. Um, so it's kind of gets complicated to explain each of these layers. Um, Cosmos is a little bit harder to explain from a layperson perspective, which is sort of why, like what I wanted to talk to Jack about tomorrow, it's like, um, like, like, for example, if I wanted to send you somewhere to explain how the Cosmos and all its chains work, um, yeah. you'd want to be able to go check it out and have like a, like a simple visual explanation of the whole thing. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that I'm going to like try to do some reading and then come back to you with questions, but I don't even like, I don't know where I would even go to do that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even like some kind of preeminent expert or anything on the whole thing either, by the way. Like I just well, have definitely, a pretty decent understanding. I mean, can say, compared to like my knowledge base, like anything would be. They have, they have docs. If you Google the main website, there should be a subdomain, D-O-C-S, and it normally has like a full breakdown of the technology, and it'll go into like even uh, dev commands and whatnot. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, like, yeah, there's people definitely that are building projects like these guys on um, on this. So it's like, uh, once you have like a functioning smart contract blockchain, you can build, you know, different um uh, decentralized applications, as we call them, on that, and um, a lot of times these uh, chains have, like, if they have a very specific function and it's a function a lot of people want to use, and there's a lot of projects that are built on on top of that chain in terms of um, like financial products and such or NFT projects, then like the underlying base chain tends to gain value and uh, or okay. capture value. <laughs> so, like, Ethereum is like. You know, the price goes up because people hold Ethereum to both speculate on it, but also to pay for fees on their network. Uh, so like it, it, you know, started out at nothing and now it's like at, you know, $1,600 or whatever it is now. So like that's to so the pricing of these things um, is complicated too. like, like it's one thing understanding the tech and there's an understanding of like valuations of these things to hold another different subject. Like it's okay. not that easy for most people to understand valuations, um, which is why it's easy to get like buy high and like get panicked because you you know bought uh, ethereum at uh, like three thousand and now it's at 1600 and you're like hey what happened and like that kind of thing right like so yeah so pricing and timing is a much uh harder thing to do it's a it's a like mm, i have a sort of like a simple sort of mathematical strategy that i use to buy things uh like Addy, like this, the simplest way to explain it would be like if I believe in a project, right, and um, should I get more when it goes down or less when it goes down in price? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm just like just from. Should company. you buy more when it goes down? Is that yeah, what you're assuming the, assuming you believe in the project, yes. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, because you'd get more shares of it. Yeah, Right. So like you'd get more when it's cheaper, theoretically, it's like when it's on mm -hmm. sale. Right. That's the idea. Right. So um, like what I do basically do is like take the top of the price of something like Adam was at. Uh, so it, these things pump like crazy because people go nuts buying them when they're going up because they mm -hmm. get all excited. <laughs> they tend to have these cycles where they go really high and then drop a lot. So let's say Adam's price topped out at close to 50 bucks and now it's at like 12 bucks. So to me that's like a reasonable zone. Um, 
So like if I buy some today, like let's say I buy a hundred bucks worth at $12 and it goes down to, let's say, I don't know, um, uh, $10, I might buy double that. And if I get mm-hmm. to $8, I might double that. So I might get sizably larger, like the lower the price goes. That's kind of mathematically what I do. You don't have to know a lot of like technical shit to do that. You yeah. just simply go, oh, it's lower. I'll just <laughs> double my buy. So it's like just sort of doubling. That's sort of like, and as, but that only works if it's a coin that is uh, highly credibly like immutable, meaning it's like, it's just not going to go to zero or something like that. Um, so yeah, there's different ways to sort of buy things. You can do this with Bitcoin, you can do it with Ethereum, whatever. Um, I think mathematically that works well, uh, where you don't have to have all sorts of weird, like technical analysis skills and looking at charts and this and that bullshit. Cause a lot of that stuff doesn't, is not that accurate anyway. Like if you'll notice when I post little charts and things, I yeah, mostly I just, just going to say, wait a second, <laughs> mostly all you're looking at when you when I post is you're looking at like uh, the relative range in price over a period of time. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at um, you're looking at essentially like how much time it's taken for price to bottom out. So it's mostly price over time. And you're just looking at sort of like um, the overall like relationships of the tops and the bottoms, usually mm-hmm. in a speculative asset like cryptocurrency. Um, uh, because it's highly steeped in human emotion and human buying behavior it tends to follow like psychological patterns in a sense. And so like, like imagine this, like uh, as the price falls, right? Uh, it goes up really high and then the price starts falling. Some people are going to sell because, oh, I need to like protect my profit or whatever. Other people are going to yeah. sell because they bought high and now they're losing some of their money. And so, oh my God, I put a million dollars in. Now it's only worth 900,000. I'm selling, right? Um, so you'll have all sorts of behaviors on the way down or on the way up. And then there's like, um, so there's buyers and sellers all the way along, but in speculative assets, it's fairly common to have like 80% drops and things. So in the mm-hmm. stock market, like for example, Apple stock, you know, you could see 30% and 40 and 50% drops over its history. That's pretty common on even stocks in blue chip sort of sectors or in the stock market in general. But if you talk about crypto and stuff, a 70 to 80 to 90% drop is not uncommon. So you should always plan for that possibility. But if you look at Adam right now as an example, just as a like reference, um, you know, like the lowest it's ever been is like a buck and the highest it's ever been is 50 bucks. It's now at 12. So to me, like we're in that zone. And it, by the way, Latin, like a month or two ago, it was like uh, five. So um, really like it's, closer to its bottom than its top so to me like that's a place to get start getting into it and so if i get some today um and some people do like dollar cost average like they'll go on like a coinbase and they'll just say i'm gonna buy some every day i want to buy some bitcoin every day or adam every day whatever it is and they'll um just dollar cost average which works fine uh or you could do like dynamic dollar cost average which is where you buy more as the price drops which is a little bit different um which actually is in my mind safer because it means you've saved more money uh, for Mm -hmm. the bottoms and you're not using it um you're not using it up right so dynamic dca if you're trying to just preserve capital is pretty cool because like let's say i double let's say for every dollar the price of adam goes down i doubled my initial purchase so let's say it's Mm -hmm. 10 20 40, 80, 160, sort of like that, right? Then um, at the bottom, 
I only have to have the price go up like 20% and I'll be break even again. Right. So like, I'm putting, did you coin a, dynamic um, dollar cost averaging? I like that. No, it's a, it's a, it's a described term. It's just like a, a mathematical method, but like, you don't have to start with very much money in anything like, you know, toss 10 bucks at it or whatever. And then like escalate every, like every 10%, it goes down. Like if you double the initial buy that forces you to save most of your money. Right. Cause if you, because imagine if you if you double it each time, that, that's a big jump, right? As price goes down. So that would be like $10, 20 40 mm-hmm. Like just, you know, yeah. go by a base two system and you're basically talking about, like you just like mathematically plan out exactly how much it would be for how much it goes down. And you can actually in Coinbase, for example, you can do a limit order, which means like for each level, you can just simply put, you can just preemptively put it in there and like fire and forget it and don't worry about it. Did you get her to sign up for Coinbase yet? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Yay! Wow. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, so it's just like kind of it's it's interesting. Like uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, have fun with it, play around, learn. And um Debbie, like, this is like like I'm I'm like tired right now, so I probably don't seem super excited, but this is like this is like fucked because I get really like <laughs> obsessive about things and now i'm gonna be like obsessive about this yeah yeah like this is i'm gonna get so autistic about this but try not to it'll be okay like Like, because i did a last year what'll typically happen Eddie, is you'll go like you'll have like this phase where you're like you're on this like tip where you're like trying to learn about everything mm-hmm. and eventually you'll feel like kind of saturated like you know enough or whatever and you'll meet your sort of like destination and then you're like okay you'll chill out after that that's usually what happens to people like it's like any hobby i don't, like I don't hobby. think you like know my i don't know if you we'll see but i get a sense of it i mean like <laughs> this is <laughs> my like... favorite thing is when you switch women from like buying shoes and bags to like not that oh, you do no, that no, all the no, time no, Addie. No, i'm not stopping <laughs> No, like moving from shoes and bags to like investing because like I just look at all the shit I have and I'm like, if I had just invested my whole 20s and 30s, like I would, you know, I wouldn't have. Like I had a, I had a, my, so one of the first cars I bought um, when I started working, um, I had to get two because my, my wife needed a car as well. And um, when we first kind of like, we had to buy two in a row and um I think at the time it was like, maybe we didn't have much money at the time. And like, I was just starting out. And, uh, I think we had to spend like almost at the time, like 70, 80 K or something like that, which is a lot for us. Right. And then like, you look back and you go, Oh wait, what was the price of Apple stock at that point? Oh yeah. Like we'd be retired now if we just fucking walked to work. Right. Like, you know, like, like we would have been worth like, you know, 10 million plus or some bullshit. Like it's just hilarious. So like sometimes, yeah, like what, what uh, Carrie's saying is like some of our choices are kind of funny in that respect. Like, so a lot of times marketing like, ploy to, to women too, right? Like we're, we're not, we, we haven't really, well, it's changing, but we haven't exactly been brought into the investing world. It's kind of more male dominated and like even in these spaces, right? I think, like, I think it's like we mentioned, it's like, just kind of like, there yes. are the personality types that love this sort of shit. And there's those <laughs> that just don't. I, think I guess. Like, I, I don't know too. I mean, like my dad has always like tried to get me to like, I don't know, like I went to business school, like I sat through you know, I'm 
like sat through those classes. I was, I, I was a finance major for a long time before I switched, yeah. but like, I don't know, it just was never like super interesting, but I think like this is a little more um, palatable, I think, than like, you know, fucking staring at the NASDAQ all day, but I don't know. That's just me, but also Cindy, like you groomed her. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell, Safi? People are going to well, start calling well, you a rumor. Even, She's going to start wearing like, Adam t-shirts. Oh, <laughs> come on. That's, That's hilarious. Even, even in the stock market, like, um, you can get, um, like, if you have a little, like, right now, like, it's getting close to where, like, you can almost buy anything on fire sale and do well. Like, um, for example, Apple's, I mentioned this earlier, Apple's price to earnings ratio is, like, right around 25-ish now historically like when it was in the doldrums like a 15 which is like i think that would be apple like close to a hundred dollars or something like that or yeah something like that um then the it's really really attractive so i'll buy apple again for example if it hits that because the upside is just so obvious and it just forms a store of value function so anytime like you're at the very bottom of a market like that i can i can put a lot more money into it confidently and have to worry about it so this is like this is the time to be watching these things like it's not the time to, especially if you're younger like you're telling me it's I, not the time to be like buying bags yeah probably not <laughs> <laughs> although you know the funny thing is you're probably right now but probably wrong that's the thing like some of the things that like uh like if you if your intuition is is that whatever thing you're collecting is um, oh fuck no. my worthwhile. intuition is like i really like shopping like, like i laughed at my yeah, i laughed at nothing, my, nothing else besides crazy. that <laughs> like you just don't need to go crazy anymore right like yeah, because I laughed at the Pokemon kids with their fucking Pokemon cards. And I'm like, you bunch of yeah, dorks, what are you doing? Wrong. And like, yeah, I was wrong. Like, that shit's worth a lot now. Like, so who knows? But anyway, I think Sended had some comments. Like, just go ahead. Yeah, just listening in, man. Thanks for setting up the uh, the space. I actually like the, the title of it. It's great. And uh, thanks for getting up, Paddy. And, and I guess, yeah, listening to, uh, listening to everyone's thoughts. Um, you're kind of touching on it now, and I think you guys get what you know what, what I'm about to say here. But for anyone else listening, I think that um, one of the most interesting and best value value adds that crypto has brought is um, actually opening up investing to to the normal person. You know, I think that the, the stock market's been very restrictive um, and continues to be for you know getting involved in IPOs seed rounds um you know they, they use that mechanism and have used it for years to take advantage of people and um i feel in a you know technology aside just in a very simple way of looking at it it opens up that world to the normal person and um i appreciate right now it's primitive you know, a lot of scams blah 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 but well that, that the, the the normal person a lot of quote-unquote normal people aren't particularly well equipped to judge what's good or what isn't. So that's part of the tricky thing. It's like, do you save people from themselves or you do not? And that's the, like the, one of the gentlemen that was here earlier is like, Oh, like you'd be careful what you say. Like, you know, you might, you know, tell someone to buy something, it might go down and this kind of shit. Right. Like it's, it's like, there's always going to be someone who wants to protect someone else from some supposed, you know, possible loss of money or whatever the hell it is, right? Like, and, yeah. uh, it, but that's what regulators do in the stock market and then people bitch about it. Yeah. Look, I, I get, I, 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 yeah, I agree. You're right. I think it, it just takes a lot of time to mature. But even look at the stock market today, I'm pretty sure that 
you know, 90% of people probably still lose money. So I think that's just going to be the case for, 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 for the whole of time, really. Um, that's just the way it is. But you've got to try and find an edge. Yeah, look how, look how many coins and things that were supposed to be the next hot shit back in uh, like the last five years ended up being like whatever's, right? Like nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Nothing. Or they're just slowly bleeding to oblivion and, and you thought you're being a good investor by holding or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of hoping in some way that in the next cycle, maybe it's just kind of dream stuff, but I, I hope that this event has maybe uh, you know, grounded people a little bit more and it may continue to ground people even further. But I'm hoping from the next cycle that um, actual like revenue fee generation will be quite a big theme in uh, trying to scope out quality projects. I hope, but... Yeah, it's that's usually the case. Um, you're always going to have your speculative nonsense or whatever, and all the fun and games. Like that's just how it is. I, I don't think uh, it's. I think it's naive to sort of assume that you know all the goofiness will sort of dissipate and everything will be like this kind of elite space where everyone's like you know building a utopia or something. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't see it. Wishful thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I can understand like the crypto ideologue who wants to sort of create this. Uh, Oh, like this, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, like, <laughs> this is like technically perfect thing where everyone sort of worships at the altar of the, you know, Satoshi consensus and like everything's perfect and the world is like, you know, free and we're all like, there's birds floating everywhere and everything's like, nobody's murdering anybody anymore and all that shit, right? Like, it's like, but uh, like th these things don't change, uh, like they don't change people completely. They they create certain new systems and they're fun, or they have interesting applications or whatever. But uh, like uh, I, I I don't try to become like too maybe um, like you got to tighter your optimism at some level, I guess. Hey, well, um, I, would, I would argue. Night to you guys i'm going to try to go back to sleep for a little bit addy i sent you a dm i have like a friends and family type newsletter um for like Thank those you. onboarding into crypto so i'll send you the link for the lay person i know sefi gives so much advice and it's so amazing and you probably need to listen to the recordings it's just so fast so i just take everything he says no i'm just kidding <laughs> no not at all um but yeah feel free to check that out and as always, it's been fun, and I'm so enjoying talking to you guys lately. Talk to you later. Sleep well. Hopefully Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I got to give like two hours. All right, bye guys. Thanks. Hey, Star. I think he had some comment, uh, and I think we probably should break anyway. It's like getting a bit late uh, for me too. I think I've got to do a fair amount of work in the morning. It's so yeah. early for you. It's like yeah, it's kind of early. Um, I was, yes. I'm just about to buy something. So maybe this space has been successful. Well, yeah, I was maybe. going to argue the, 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 the beauty of the, the technology isn't really to create a utopian. It's just, it's been searching for something that the uh, cryptographic world, because I, I entered the, the blockchain space in like 2010. I, I ran it at Bitcoin. It was like 120 bucks. I remember when I first saw it, it was just because I wanted to get weed online. It was so funny. I was a kid. But anyway, long story short, it, it, the, the issue or the issue, the issue it solves is the, the trustless uh, situation. So it gives a vehicle for borderline any type of data to be used. I believe that Bitcoin is just a prototype for that because it can 
any type of data can be issued on on that public style ledger that essentially distributes the data without a centralized authority that creates a trust model. So it, it, that's uh, that could be confused with the utopian view if, if someone misunderstands that, but it's just a tool like a hammer that can be applied in many different ways. Sure. Yeah, I mean, like, if, yeah, we didn't really get into all the nuances of like solving Byzantine generals problem and, you know, yeah, the exactly. nature of things and all that. It's like, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like Addy, uh, there's a pretty good, um, what's his name, did the book uh, Bitcoin Standard, which is a pretty good, well-written sort of like late, like, it gives an idea of like the history of money and why this matters kind of thing, um, which I think is... I think it's worth knowing, like I would say uh, the way I describe it is like, you know how E equals MC squared is like opening up a Pandora's box that mm-hmm. leads to um, understanding about like our existence. It helps you understand like the rela- how time works and how gravity works and how like the relationship between moving objects works. And then it ultimately leads to things like nuclear power and nuclear weapons and like the world's just a different place, right? Like, but also um, GPS. What's that? <laughs> but also GPS. Yeah. Like, or, or all, all the different things, right? Like exactly a GPS and tons of different things. And it changes the entire world. Um, the, the, the Bitcoin white paper is another one of those like Pandora's box events. Uh, and understanding it at, at least some, at a rudimentary or, or at least not just a superficial level, like, oh, look, I bought some Bitcoin and I held it. But to actually sort of understand a little bit of nuance, uh, I think you're the type of person that would like knowing what it is because uh, it's really, really fascinating at a very f- – and there's actually it's, – it's, it's, it's fairly deep. It's like the understanding is deep from a philosophical level, from a game theory level. Um, mm, there's, a lot of, interesting. there's a lot about of things about it there. that are – yeah, there's a lot of things about um, like the clip, cryptocurrency, blockchain – um, sort of Bitcoin idea that are that resonate with a lot of people. Uh, the way, like, once you understand e equals MC squared, like, y- you see the world differently. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know if that's uh, like, uh, like, imagine if you're a person living today and you had no idea how, like, you know, light and you know, basic physics and like, I don't know, n- n- you know, like the new, the basics of nuclear power and all these things worked, you could live your life and you wouldn't have to know any of it, but it's like, are you going to go into like the energy investing area and go like put money in things without knowing like, you know, like the bare rudimentary basics of how like maybe petrochemicals come out of the ground or something like that. Right. So it's like, if you don't, these big tech areas, whether it's biotech, whether it's like medicine, uh, cryptocurrency, you name it, right? Like there's a certain sort of base level of like simple understanding that once you get there, like you at least sort of have a feeling for like how to navigate those waters is the way I see it. Um, I don't think it's necessary for everybody to know every little nuance of everything. Um, and I, I don't think it's fair to assume everyone will actually like there's a lot of things in medicine I know that I don't expect anyone else here to know. Like there's no reason for you to know it. Um, it's perfectly fine for you to be totally ignorant of these, the nuances of like some new drug or whatever. Like, you know, it's like it, you're just never going to have the time to learn all that shit. Um, so, you know, that's why you have someone that hopefully like is into that and learns like that in depth and then maybe can bring that to an audience at some point. Mm, but 
you know, that's kind of the way to look at it. I think it's uh, the cryptocurrency space is really uh, like it's a fairly fun, um, like, but it's focused on like in many ways individual liberty. Um, will, will it stay that way? That's what the discussion I, I'm having is about with Jack tomorrow. Like the issue to me is like in order to keep like the cryptocurrency space like free, um, like I think we have to have um, a, a deeper sort of like concept of taking these little worlds we're building and maybe build like a constitution and bill of rights and some of those things around it. Um like unless you want people to use blockchains to murder other people, which, you know, is readily possible or you want to. Uh, well, the concept I told people was like city states, like yeah, city, old states. city states and exactly. bind together like uh, well, like uh, when Persia invaded type stuff. Yeah. Or, or like the United States uh, in a bunch of states or whatever. Like, so. Yeah, exactly. There are certain things that um, you can't really do with a blockchain necessarily that a country could do. But it's getting to the point where, like, large communities using these systems, um, you know, the, the, it becomes increasingly interesting, the problem of governance and everyone who's in this, like, in any significant way has realized, wait, governance is really complicated. Like, it's like a whole, like, field, unless you're, like, some sort of political science wonk. It gets, it's easy to miss a lot of issues. Um, but anyway, like, Bitcoin's, like, the simplest version of this. It doesn't have like programmability, smart contracts, they call them. And um, um, it, it's like the simplest. Um, Actually, it, it does have smart contracts. It has primitives uh, based yeah, smart contracts. So they're not, they're not like, it can't do multi-based transactions because the, right. the, the main difference of Ethereum is it has a different transaction model. So yeah, it can't yeah. do the comp, like a Uniswap style transaction, which is multiple transaction in one. That's impossible, but it does have smart contracts and is technically NFT capable as well. There are some projects that have launched by by doing some uh, Bitcoin uh, related NFTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually how, um, like, sort of like understood this sort of like this NFT idea long ago. Like uh, the, but anyway, yeah, it's it's a lot of rabbit holes to go through and it's like any sort of like uh, technical thing. I mean, even a simple thing, like not simple, but like computer science in general is a very uh, like wide field and you could spend your entire life monkeying around in it and not know like over 90% of it. Right. Like, you know, there's people that are different levels. Like some people build like the literal operating systems and other people are, you know, building, um, you know, like they're using the systems to draw graphics, for example, to draw, draw pictures, but they're not actually programmers. So it's like, it's like there's a layer from the top all the way to the bottom as far as depth of knowledge. But it's interesting, like you could be an amazing, let's say, uh, like programmer, like you could be like a, a Chris Latner developing like, you know, operating systems, but then you may have like no damn clue about how to like do a painting on uh photoshop or something like it's it's interesting how like the users of the tools might be equally like um intellectual or maybe like super capable but have uh like they don't have the same skill set so in in this area and like crypto and everything you have such a wide um, variety of people and skill sets that pretty much like translate to the entire like uh breadth of like the human race sort of like everybody's sort of involved which um, 
and like if you think of the energy in the in the uh, in this right either a we're a bunch of stupid nerds like talking about crypto and bullshit and it's going to turn out to be nothing right or b it's probably a bunch of crypto nerds and not so bullshit and it's going there's going to be some amazing things that come out of it so historically what i have found is that like mm, I, I i think we have more of the features of a science and tech angle than we do of like some sort of like weird cult which you know you, you can have lots of people and form a cult too right um, yeah i mean then, i'm yeah. i'm like a pretty impressionable person but you guys seem legit so i don't know yeah, um i'm not legit though but anyway yeah go oh ahead. <laughs> that's so good i just bought all that stuff then um so okay is is this like I feel like if, I don't know if it is maybe you have something else but like what, you know how we talk about like how men have these little like autistic interests that they love to indulge in is is this yours or like what what is yours something else um, yeah like I, I have several I have a variety of things going on like I've got some you know bi- you know business things I run in the background and mm-hmm. then I have uh, just like my uh, usual work and then like uh some of the like nuanced things i do is like i have a fairly mm, fairly deep understanding of like uh like how kind of acoustics and things like that work like you know um like music reproduction and things like that mm-hmm. um and then uh like there's this so Why? like like you just did you just like learn about it for fun or yeah, I think the first uh, pair of speakers I bought were off some kid that used to pedal marijuana around the corner when I was sixth grade. Oh, nice. My speakers and, um, just uh, broke. He, he's like trying to pedal me. Why? He, he was trying to pedal me marijuana initially, and I was like, ah, I don't really do the marijuana thing. <laughs> this is back in the like eighties or something. And you um, his speakers instead. I, and he's like, the next time he's like, hey, I got these this pair of speakers. You want to buy them? And I'm like, ooh, it looks like that fits the box I have at home that my dad's thing. And uh, it was like a pair of like, I think he probably stole them from some car or some shit. Um, and they're like, you know, these larger woofers. And I think that was the first time I sort of modified something. I went in there and took my dad's uh, old stereo and I, I replaced the 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 drivers and the speakers to, to you know make it like you know like <laughs> make the bass bass a lot more impressive. I didn't realize that like you have to have the proper you know, like electronics in there to make that work correctly, but whatever, who gives a shit. I just sort of connected some things, but you know, the hell I was in sixth grade, but that kind of began maybe my sort of like, uh, love affair with playing with some of those things. And, uh, and, uh, I think, uh, I mean, like if if you want to talk about autistic, like my entire house is built around like a actual, like the center of the house and this, the acoustics in this place is like, the entire house is built specifically for this, like the entirety of it for this one like big room that has all this cool stuff in it. So oh, like, yeah, wow. I, I probably spent like, I don't know. Yeah. That's like, super autistic, but like, that's no, that's like cool. <laughs> yeah. I have like, I probably this, this room I'm standing in is probably like 300,000 bucks and like the room, you know, like in total. And it's like, there's all sorts of fancy shit in it, like a hydronic floor and for, for heating it. And uh, like, just to make the sound like really, really quiet here. Mm-hmm. And like all sorts of like wild acoustic details yeah, I did like, in the room. It's always like super silent actually when you're speaking. Yeah. Like, so like it's background noise. It's yeah, it's kinda like well, it's kind of like a massive acoustic room with, you know, fancy speakers and 
I think I have one of the first uh, one of the first few like Dolby Atmos systems. If you guys are you know what that is. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. Oh, I have something I am gonna send you. No, you just said that. <laughs> so I have one of the first like uh, large scale oh uh, like. You're gonna love the Taylor Swift country. thing. I'm gonna send you then. That's funny. <laughs> That's pretty sick. So like, uh, yeah, so when cool. when Chernov in France built this. Um, this thing it's like i have a 32 channel atmos system it's like most theaters in the countries don't have that necessarily so like yeah just like cool shit like that building it and wiring it and so i'd like i designed the house myself too so i'd drop i drew up the house on sketchup and everything and like uh you know the room and the all the details and actually i was out here like building the thing like was wiring everything up myself and so i've got a pretty hefty set of tools in the garage and like build shit with them um so yeah like all sorts of like little interests here and there so yeah like i'm one, i'm definitely one of those guys you're talking about like <laughs> just like 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 why are you obsessed about this stupid shit like kind of thing <laughs> but it's no, like it's, it's interesting like, like it's like you you like i think men need to have those things though like when I it think materializes it's though it's really them. yeah it's really satisfying when all materializes but like i i like the i like architecture i like the um like my the brother's design. going to school for architecture you know, like the design of things and kind of like putting it all together. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if you, if you do enough stuff, like uh, in the science tech and everything else, you can definitely tell when people are like, just, just bullshitting you, right? Like they don't know what they're talking about. Um, they don't have the language of like, they don't have that specific language, the specificity of what they say and how they say it mm-hmm. to where you feel like, okay, you actually like have a good idea of what's going on <laughs> so if you know like you can tell so it that's a thing like when you're in even in, as an investor in the tech area like you know like um if, if you don't believe you can credibly sniff out the bullshit in whatever it is you're doing like you probably shouldn't be putting too much money in it like you should probably like truly diversify but if yeah. you can really go deep into sort of understanding something and you f- um you know, and, and understanding that entire area and you realize, wait, these like four or five things look really incredibly more interesting. That's where um, you're more likely to do much better than had you diversified, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's that asymmetric sort of like bets where the upside is so huge that, um, you know, it's worth putting more into it or something, right? It's like the Birkenbag concept you mentioned earlier, like, <laughs> Right. It's the same idea. It's like you have an understanding of that space. You understand like the what's great and what isn't. You understand yeah. how hard it is for a new person, new company to enter that thing. And like, right, you know, all the sort of nuances, maybe like the, the types yeah. of people that buy these things and all that. <laughs> stuff, right. Like or which one's likely to be like worth something, which one's like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I see what you're saying. Um but that, yeah. that that core knowledge is so vital and it's not enough people get exposed to it when they enter the space. And that's the huge problem is there's such good information. Um, like helpful too, Sevi, when you said like you're talking to developers and stuff to be able to sort of tell if they're for real or not. But Yeah, but in order to even like be useful to them, you would have had to have used a lot of these things, right? You play mm-hmm. with them and you kind of maybe uh, use them in the stock market. You sort of understand like, you know like you know the purposes of trading and maybe like you know like you've used it enough to say hey like if i want to borrow you know money using collateral like how does that system work and i've 
you've used enough of them to be like, okay, um, you start forming some intuitions about maybe like the right way to do it. Right. Uh, cause there's a lot of ways to skin a cat, but usually only a few ways. Oh, you're a cat owner. I shouldn't say this. Wait, <laughs> no, what were you going to, Oh, skin a cat. <laughs> there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. I need but to like, like cover a... Eloise's ears. Yeah. Eloise. Yeah. Um, but there's only a few ways to do it like, well, or something. Right. So, mm. but understanding that about any given area, um, takes that itself takes time. Right? right. And that's like, it's hard to develop that like core knowledge base. And, you know, like if you have like experience in lots of other areas of science and technology, like, um, it's a little easier to get into the next one. It's like learning a new, you know, your third language or your fourth language. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. It's like people that are good at that can do more of them and people that have like ha are just starting out or, or having a harder time. Hey, can I jump in here for a second? Oh, hey, bud. What's up? Hey, uh, so I just had a quick question for Addy because I, I, I've been busy. So I haven't actually really been listening all that much today, <laughs> but I see the title is convincing Addy that crypto isn't stupid. So I'm just wondering after the last four hours, do you, feel um, any more or less convinced yes. about the stupidity or are you more any well, more or less open to learning more about it after to, after whatever today has been yeah i think i like have to learn more because i just went and bought some so maybe i'm the stupid oh, one oh, i don't you know you bought some. <laughs> i don't really know congratulations yeah or i don't know if i necessarily like <laughs> I, i'm i don't think it's stupid i don't know if i ever thought i was stupid i i think it's more like I will have to I warn you. <laughs> I can I can make anything sound good. Like this, like the thing is like. Steffi, <laughs> like don't even just don't even tell me that. Like, what what did you end up buying? Ignorance is bliss. Did, did you did you say it? I um did I what what'd you say? Well, what what currency did you end up buying? I just went and bought Adam because I want to go on and like see the stuff, but I don't know. I need to. I didn't. Like simple enough and she can understand the ecosystem kind of thing. Yeah, I need to like I need to like sort of look at it first before I put like any like actual money. I no, think. just always play it safe. Play. Always yeah. play it safe. Every time it, a friend of mine almost what, like, No, you guys are like confused on like like this the, I feel like the reason I'm not super nervous about this is like when I say like I'm like really like like I should have like maybe be put on in a conservatorship with the way that like I like you spend my money. I'm not too worried about like blowing my money on this because it would be used for some other like retarded thing anyway. So <laughs> like this is not like this is like the more safe compared to yeah no this is buy. probably like one of my smarter financial decisions compared to your twenty dollar salad the other day yeah, yeah my like twenty dollar salad my you know, $250 gym membership every month, you know, my shopping every week, like this, this is, this is probably good. Like, I'm sure my dad will be like thrilled to hear that I'm doing something <laughs> like this. That's funny. No, like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you just get a little bit, you make sure you understand how to transfer it and how to like, you know, you just like, you just push all the buttons and figure out how to make it all like do what you need to do and like save your passwords for your apps and everything in a good spot and all those kinds of things so you don't like uh you know i'm sure you're probably good at that stuff already but like yeah like just being careful with uh before you put any major amounts of money in anything it's like you want to make with crypto yeah. especially you kind of avoid problems and things as far as like like even the computers people use sometimes their uh their computers are not um 
free of the types of malware and stuff like that that get you in trouble and you don't realize it when you first get into crypto or something did you get a hardware wallet yet addy <laughs> i don't even no, know what she that just is. she just simply sent like some, a little bit of adam to kepler and that's I it like literally just yeah like i don't know what you're talking about i'd say i'd, I'd say getting uh getting like a ledger or a treasure oh okay that's is, yeah Steffi, probably, you talked about that I, like yeah. i mean right now there's there's 50 bucks in there so I don't, i'm not like super scared but maybe if i put some more in like I feel like I it has to be a significant amount, significant amount more for me to be concerned about that. But like, at what at what point should I be considering that? Because to me, like, lose like, I mean, whatever the cost of getting that is, seems like whatever. Um, I would say it, it. There's a point in doing it whenever you feel that you would be upset about losing whatever amount of money you've invested. Oh, like once again, I blow my money on the stupidest shit. So I like <laughs> really a but bigger, maybe I'll, a bigger maybe I'll be reason. smarter. I don't know. A bigger yeah. reason to learn that correctly first time, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, know. there's we'll different, see. there's different ways. Guys, yeah. You can't like change me like overnight. Like I'm not going to like stop being a retard about this. Like immediately yeah it's like the first the first try to the first time yeah yeah like um yeah so anyway it's yeah a lot of fun stuff can be uh, done in these systems and like um like for example um so uh, like in adam for example i might put uh personally like how much uh like i think about like all right how much yield do i have to make on my adam if the price were 50 percent lower than it is now in order to pay like all of my bills, like electric, gas, whatever, simple stuff, right? And um, I know, so that way I'm sort of like thinking like a validator. Uh, a validator is like uh, a part of the network that sort of has to run their machinery using the yield that comes from Atom. Like right now it's like 19% or 18% or something. And, um, you know, and maybe if that yield goes down to 10%, would I have enough? Would I have enough to like, you know, run my machine to uh, run the system on on that on the network, right? So I think of this similarly as a user. I say, you know, like, depending on how low the price goes and what the yield actually is, would I be able to like pay the bills with it? And I sort of allocate, you know, sort of based on that for especially for these yield yield bearing types of things, and then I just kind of save. Like, uh, you know, I'll send and use, use my money for like actually paying different bills and things uh, or like paying off a loan on something. And that way I'm sort of de-risking the amount of money I have essentially by like using that yield that comes from it. So when you send your Adam to Kepler, you can stake it on a validator and uh, that will give you the staking yields from that particular activity. So at 50 bucks, it's not really a big deal either way, uh, except to like play with it. You'll understand it better. but. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's just different tactics to use. But uh, anyway, Adi and gang, uh, I think uh, I'm going to get to bed because I've got to get to work in the morning. Um, and then like tomorrow evening, we have a thing at like five. So that's not going to be too long. It'll be like an hour. So Wait, Is that five? Oh, five no. central. So it's okay. probably like in your time, it's like what? Six, I think. Six. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you're Eastern, right? So before yes. Eastern. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, four Eastern. Wait, five Central. What? No, no, other way around. I'm an hour ahead of you. What? Oh, wait, wait, are you? What time is it there? (laughs) 
It's three thirty here. <laughs> yep, I'm an hour ahead. It's worth. Hour ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, you so it'd be just six for you. Confusing me so much. Yeah, six yeah. for you. Sorry. Yeah, I'm an idiot, so you don't believe a word I say. Um. Anyway. Um. Okay. Yeah. We'll catch you guys later. Have fun tonight. Uh, have a good night. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Later, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was part three of the three-part CFI space. Crypto musings, other pro-life tips, recorded on Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep a hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focus, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make a last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, vision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Little Dan envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds view. Gotta find cover. Wipe off the bird poop. Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth. Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. In the middle men, listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion. Ten spaces.